Today on Gospel Unscripted. How annoying do I need to be to God <laughs> to get him to hear me? Because Aww. because there's this there's a sense of like if I keep knocking at the door, how much and, like the person I mean there's who am I willing to be? <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Gospel Unscripted. I'm Jennifer Smith. I'm Amy Harles. And I'm Megan Gelbiant. And we're here to encourage you and pray for you and read through the gospel with you. That's right. We want to make connections and observations and ask questions all in an unscripted manner. And we really want to join with you in seeking the heart of Jesus and learning about God's plan to give you and me and all of us a future and a hope. So let's get started. Let's get started. Let's get started. Would you like you for me to pray? Yes, please. Thanks. Jesus, thank you so much that your mercies are new each day. And <clears throat> thank you that you see our hearts and you want us to draw close to you in your word. And just thank you for these ladies and illuminate your words to us and bless our conversation. And thank you for your love for us. Amen. 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 All right. I think we're at the little Jesus weeps section. Uh, John 11, 28 through 37. Yes. Okay. That works. John eleven twenty eight. When she had said this, she went and called her sister, Mary saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? You read so evenly and smooth. I was listening to how I read things and I thought, oh man, I read so fast. <laughs> I was thinking, I bet she reads fast because she reads a lot. <laughs> I do. And I read out loud to my kids and I usually am thinking we need to like keep moving. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I think. But yeah, it's funny the things you notice about yourself when you're watching a video. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, do I really do that all the time? <laughs> oh yeah. When we first started, there were things that I lost some sleep over. <laughs> and I called Jenny about uh, like we have got to redo yada yada. Like I can't stand how this looks. I can't stand how this sounds. Yeah, it took me a while to kind of get used to me. That's mm -hmm. helpful to know. I just think it's interesting how, you know, Martha calls to Mary and said, hey, the teacher's calling for you. And she rose quickly and went to him. Mm -hmm. and I thought that was, in some of my study, I can't find it now, but I know I had written it down. 
that, oh, that the Jesus asking was similar to a command. <clears throat> and that was why she went so quickly. And oh. I thought, mm -hmm. kind of cool. And, you know, she basically said the same thing that her sister had said. And then I also did some study about like Jesus responses in this section, or really kind of in the whole chapter um, that I thought were interesting. I can talk about later, but those were kind of some of the highlights for me, I guess. You know, just the difference between like Mary and Martha, like Martha went, you know, back in verse 20. So when Martha heard that Jesus was, co was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained yeah. seated in the house. And then here in verse 28, Jesus called Mary. It makes me wonder if Mary is the younger sister. Because it's, yeah. it's all, it, it, it seems like, it, you know, she waited for permission almost, or yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speculating. Yeah. I may have said this last time too, but I remember also in some of my study, it was either in my study Bible or um, in my commentary, I use that the way that both of them are portrayed in this part um, in chapter 11 goes pretty well with Luke. Is it chapter 10, 38 through 42? Yeah. It just kind of like how they're portrayed. Martha is more assertive. She's more assertive. Mm -hmm. Mary is a little bit, you know, hangs back a little bit. And so I do like how this passage, I feel like it fits really well with the other one, like, yeah, or how they respond. I know the section well, too about Jesus weeping is, you know, talked about so much about how emotions are okay. And, mm -hmm. um, but things like that, just like the significance of it, my dad said was, that you know the incarnation is real and complete with jesus having emotions like mm -hmm. they're not necessarily good or bad they just are there and you know but like just kind of the focus on i mean yeah we can infer that emotions are okay for us too because we have them it also says something about jesus and his completeteness as being incarnated as human mm -hmm. um which fully human and fully divine. I totally agree with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And yes. I know that, that the scripture, he was a man of sorrows, well acquainted with grief. I, that may not necessarily be, you know, calling back to this particular story, but I yeah. resonate to that, you know, that yeah. Jesus understood. I mean, grief is a deeply personal feeling, you know, grief is mm -hmm. different for everyone. And it is, I'm not going to say it's uniquely human per se, because I do think you see in creation, like in the animal world, you know, mated pairs that when one passes away, those animals do grieve, but, yeah. but, you yeah. know, God knows and understands. And, and I mean, he's the author of all these things. He created us in his image. And I think this story mm. shows that shows Jesus, as you said, being fully human. When we are hurting and we are in need of God's presence, I've heard that phrase, you know, you want Jesus with skin on. You need to feel him. You need to touch him. You need to see him because we seek those we love and that closeness when we are our deepest selves. I really feel like that. And here Jesus is there with skin on for these ladies mm, yeah. mm -hmm. and he is yeah. grieving with them. You know, he's not a higher yeah. mourner. He's not someone who's right. going to hang there for the week and then the 30 days or however long that is. It is real, authentic yeah. grief of a, of a loving God and a loving man <laughs> and, and a loving friend all, all wrapped up in one.
I just love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. In that last part, you mentioned Amy, like a man of sorrows. And I thought I would read where you got that from. It's from Isaiah yeah. 53, yeah. verse three and four. It says he was despised and rejected by men. And then a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. And then verse four, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, spitten, smitten by God and afflicted. You know, I think it was you, Jenny, last time or when a, a couple episodes back, you were kind of talking about Jesus in Gethsemane where he also wept, mm. you know, tears of, mm -hmm. of blood and, and, you know, the weight of literally the entire world is on the shoulders of this man. Yeah. And, mm. and when you think about how he, and I think about this too, as I was preparing for this, and as I read this several times this week, this chapter, just how death is not what God intended when he created Adam in the garden it was not the plan that he had for us and our choices, you know, sin, the wages of sin is death. And because sin came into the world, you know, we, we perverted God's plan in a way. And, you know, Jesus is, is feeling the weight of I, I could just, I'm not going to say he is, but when I read this, I feel as if this, this situation with Lazarus, this, this person who he loved that it, it just, it, it's coming to a head for him, you know, because, huh. because yeah. his crucifixion is coming nearer. And, yeah. you know, I think we all reach that point where, ah, oh, like you just feel it so deeply and his responses, right. this, I mean, the shortest verse in the Bible has some of the biggest, weightiest meaning, you know, Jesus wept and what, and what all that entailed, right. you know. I have some cool stuff that I found about that verse before he wept. So yeah, I have her, some stuff. So you say what you have. And then I, I bet you've got, more. I bet we have the same yeah. stuff in verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. In one commentary that I've got, this is John Schultz. Um, I'm just going to read this little part because I feel like he worded it really well. Before recording Jesus's tears, John states that Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. The KJV reads, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. The Greek word used is I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Embrimeome. That's Good like job. not even it. <laughs> I don't even. Okay. My husband would be embarrassed probably, which literally means to snort with anger. Yeah. It is an expression of indignation. Yes. Um, I... It's And it says, he, he further states, um, it is an almost animal-like reaction of deep anger jesus's tears here are the fruit of the conflicting emotions of anger and love hmm. um and then with that um, i went to blue letter bible to look up like where else that greek word is used in the new testament 
And it's used um, in Mark 14, verse 5, when when he someone's like, oh, that money could have been used for the poor. Mm. Um, and then at Matthew 9:30, in both of those situations, it's like it's like an indignant, like, mm, I'm really, really not okay. That Mark, Mark 14, 5, when Jesus was anointed at Bethany. Okay. It says there were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was the ointment wasted like that? For the ointment could have been sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they were saying that in a scolding manner. I can see the similarity. So is that what you were finding as well? Yeah, my my commentary, it said, um, it even took it a step farther. It said to snort like a horse in anger. <laughs> I was thinking about like the horses that I've been around and how yes. uh, just I felt that was a really good word picture so I was thinking okay so what is he angry about and just like the anger towards death kind of what you were saying like mm. or what like this is not how he meant for it to be also in that section 33 through 35 where it talks about he was troubled and I don't know what the actual Greek word is but it was saying that the meaning was like agitation so maybe a step down a little bit from like the snorting with anger but still agitated and then the weeping was like a spontaneous kind of grief and I was yeah. just thinking you know if I have a friend that I'm wanting to I like how Amy said you know grief is a deeply personal thing and how you just want someone to be with you you don't really want them to try to solve all your problems necessarily, unless I say that, but just how, you know, Jesus was with them in this and how I just want my response to be that way too. You know, it was very human of him, but also God as well. And I found this note, one last thing that like the Greek gods at that time, they didn't show emotions, no messy involvement with humans. And so to see that Jesus is relating like this would have been quite a contrast, you know, to, I mean, I know there would have been a lot of Jewish readers and listeners at the time, but, you know, I, I know also the influence among the Greeks and other people would have been, like the Gentiles would have been something as well. So just a side note in verse 38, which is the next section, that same word is used again. Yeah. The, the expression of indignation when it says deeply moved it's again like another being moved in anger and love at the same time big emotions yeah really big emotions yeah yeah you know in my brain I'm trying to recreate what this looks like you know at Mm. at that tomb so something I read or listened to mentioned like it could have been a ways down this cave that maybe he was in it could have been a longer way for this gentleman to walk when he came out of the tomb but i'm just thinking okay you've got this stone entryway somehow mm. and jesus is there and mary and martha are there and then this crowd of mourners who are also wailing wailing mm-hmm. and that is part of what moves jesus if you look at 33 it says when jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping. That was yeah. part of it, you yeah. know? And I'm thinking of, okay, I've been to funerals where people are crying, but I would not necessarily say wailing 
you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I mean, occasionally, occasionally, you know, you've, you, we've probably all seen that, but the sight and the sound and the grit of this, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling that the more I read this, the more I kind of dig into mm-hmm. it. I'm thinking there's a whole stage that has been set here for this miracle that mm-hmm. it's the who, what, when, where, why, how of this big mm-hmm. thing that's going to happen and how God knew, and this has been, I mean, I'm going to use the word orchestrated, but, but it has been for the, the impact that is needed at that time. This event is, is kind of like what's going to press forward these other things that are going to happen in the next few days. Because remember, we are getting very, very close to Holy Week, very, very close. And this is mm-hmm. just on my, in my brain, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking Jesus knows like in two weeks, it could have been, it could be longer, but it could be like a couple weeks until his earthly ministry is done. Just big right. stuff. I understand that what you're saying. So at 36, so the Jews said, see how he loved him, which that's the opposite of all of these other gods that are out there being so removed. Mm. Yeah. from the people that they rule over right but here is jesus who is god being right in the middle of it you know this is something i i feel like we've talked about before but it seems like a lot of times at the end of these little sections it'll just kind of make some remark about the contrast of different people's responses kind of the myriad of what they are so like in 36 it says see how he loved him and then but some of them said could he who not open the eyes of the blind man also have kept this man from dying? You know, I, I was thinking about our conversation about the man born blind and like how yeah. we talked about the different responses in that. And just, you know, some of their responses were more out of like compassion or more kind of people centered. And then the other ones were like, well, why didn't he even keep this from happening? Which honestly can be my response to things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't this from happening, God? <laughs> Yeah, I think it is interesting in verse 36. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. And so it's almost just like pointing out that, you know, there are skeptics that are with them and, but they're noticing that Jesus is different, that Mm -hmm. wow, really loves them. And, and it's that brotherly emotional love. Right. The, the phileo love. Yeah. I, I think we talked about this, but how Jesus has that almost righteous indignation. And it's almost like an example for us to be deeply moved. It's okay to be angry. Don't sin in your anger, but do something mm. loving about it. Mm, that's so good. be yeah. angry and do not sin. Yeah. That's a hard thing too. I mean, I think we've all mm-hmm. struggled with that. The one thing I was going to say before we kind of leave this section is that if we kind of jump back to the beginning of it, where we were saying there was a parallel between what Mary said to Jesus and what Martha said to Jesus in that Lord, if you had, if you had been here, my brother Mm -hmm. would not have died. Something that I heard that I think it was a John MacArthur thing. He said, and when he said this, I'm like, I don't know if I really believe, I don't know if I'm taking it this way, but, but he, in referring to Martha saying that earlier said that it was almost as if she was scolding him or, or kind of saying, why weren't you here? You know, kind of giving him 
what for, so to speak, uh, for not in a, in a very yeah. gentle, you are still the Lord and I understand who you are way, but I don't know yeah. if that's really what it is, especially if you think about how different Mary and Martha are, for how differently they're portrayed. And the fact that Mary says the same thing as Martha down in, where is that? Uh, I almost said measure, measure 34. Sorry, I got music in my brain. Verse (laughs) verse 34. (laughs) I swear. All right, in verse, in uh, verse 30, 32, it was in 30. And, and I think, I think what they're really saying here is just these sisters are companions in their grief and their faith, they had and have faith in Jesus' power to alter their circumstances and i think that's why of course they sent him they sent for him and they really do believe that he could have done something about it before lazarus died but they they i think there's like a mental block that neither one of them can just go there to the next step that it's not just that even though jesus had raised others and i was thinking okay did they know i mean everyone i'm assuming they all knew about Jairus's daughter and the son of that widow and and that that his power had been displayed in this way but I think when you're it's like you get tunnel vision right you're just in your circumstance in your grief and you just think that no one nothing can move you out of that problem that you're in Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. whether and I think we all and it's not just the death of someone right in our world it is whatever thing we are faced with that is just insurmountable you know i think we we have these blinders sometimes to how powerful god really is and please Mm -hmm. jesus help those blinders to be removed that we can just know and rest in your power and control over our circumstances no matter what they are that's really good and i'm also wondering too i'm wondering if you know, they knew people that also had not miraculously been raised. Like mm-hmm. maybe they were grappling with the possibility that, you know, Jesus wasn't going to raise their brother. Like they knew he could kind of like in my life, you know, like, I know you're powerful and capable of this God. I don't know if you're going to choose to work that way in my situation because he doesn't work the same in everyone's lives. Like I, but I feel like there's definitely a difference between, I believe you can do this and, but will you do this for me? Um, Mm. So I don't know. I don't know if that was, yeah, I don't know if that was part of it too, that, you know, you're right. They had probably known and heard about some of the other people he had miraculously raised, but, you know, I don't, I'm sure there probably were other people that Jesus didn't do that for. I mean, I'm just yeah that's thinking out loud was uh, and just thinking how that applies to you know us in our circumstances like I know you can do this um will you do it for me I don't know but I will love Mm -hmm. you anyway (laughs) yeah and then I I Um, think also about like how annoying do I need to be to God (laughs) to get him to hear me you know (laughs) because because there's this there's this sense of like you know, if, if I keep knocking at that door, you know, will he get annoyed and open it? How much and, like the person, I mean, there's, who am I willing to be? <laughs> That's right. I mean, there's scripture to back that up. 
Yeah, what you know, is that? to pray without ceasing. Yeah. And well, so. there's the one story about where the man is asleep and someone keeps knocking, 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 knocking at his door to let him in. And then yeah. there's seeking, there's some, you will find, asking the door will be open to you. There's some story about a woman, an unkind judge, I think. And yes. she kept asking him, I'm looking, but he wouldn't answer because he cared about her, but because he was annoyed. Luke and 18, I, Luke 18, Luke 18. One through eight, the parable of the persistent Luke. widow. Yes, that's what I was I talking about. Because you know, Luke gives a lot of attention to women. So I, sh- I should have yeah. thought. Oh yeah, it's in verses one through eight. One through eight. Oh, I love 18 verse one. That whole okay. verse is so great. Let's read it. So verse one, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. Oh, I love how that's right. Like, this is what the, what is to be learned here? Yeah. And then in verse four, but afterward, he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man yet, because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice (laughs) so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And verse seven, and will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will Mm. he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on earth? I just love that, that pray and not lose heart. Ought always to pray and not lose heart. Isn't that just our mission on many ways, you know, to, to keep your eyes on the prize, to have joy, to pray and not lose heart. And not That's that Mary and Martha had app. lost heart, but you know, yeah, mm-hmm. I maybe they had, maybe they had because Lazarus had died and they had lost heart a little bit and lost, I don't know, maybe they didn't lose anything, just, you know, they probably weren't in the best place they'd ever been. I think that's probably a good assumption mm-hmm. to make. Talked a lot about this section, but I feel like one, I don't know, maybe there's significance in this and maybe there's not. We talked about how Mary and Martha basically say the same thing. And how with Martha, then Jesus kind of, you know, basically answers her back and says, you know, your brother will rise again and like goes into that. And then with Mary, he doesn't, I mean, it's not recorded that he says anything. Maybe he did, but Mm -hmm. it's not recorded. And then it just goes into the part about in verse 33, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come, he was deeply moved in spirit and greatly troubled. So you know, if he did respond, it wasn't significant enough, I guess, to be recorded. So it's just interesting to me too, that like you, Martha's kind of, you know, more assertive in there. And so Jesus kind of answers her back and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but then with Mary, he just responds by weeping basically. Wow. And I feel like that lines up with how they're portrayed. And maybe I will get to heaven one day and meet Mary and Martha and be like, oh, that is not how you are at all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was good. Yes. That's great. Good conversation. Dear Lord, thank you so much just for the ways that you remind us that we are near and dear to your heart, Lord Jesus, and that the things that face us and the grief that sometimes overwhelms us, Lord Jesus, it it also grieves your heart. and, And you are the friend, Lord, that is available for us in our need. And you encourage us, Jesus, to not lose heart. Lord, help us to lean on your words and your availability and your control 
and your love for us and in, in all things. In your name we pray. Amen. Oh, 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 oh